You're listening to the FUVFC Podcast on WFUVSports.org. FUVFC, August 29th, 2017. Welcome into the show, everybody. I'm John Furlong, joined by Christian Hoban and Rich Franco, both of them back into the studio for the first time since last semester. Guys, how are you? I'd like to first thank you for clarifying the year that it is, in fact, 2017. You know, maybe someone's listening to this five years from now and they want to know, August 29th of what year? Like, I don't know what year, but now now they know. I know. I'm saying I appreciate it. There was no sarcasm at all. (laughs) (laughs) Rich, how are you? I'm doing well. I had a great summer. I'm super excited to be back. Uh, I miss this. Yeah, I'm I'm glad you guys missed this as well. I miss you guys having you guys as well. It was mostly me and Mir holding down the four. You you called in a couple times. I called in... For the, for, the, for the preview show, for the, for the BPL show. show, yeah. I called, in, I called into the preview show from the annals of the district attorney's office that I was interning at this year. I was going to say, <laughs> I, I remember... an empty office somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I remember I texted you one time, you were like, want to come on the show? And you were like, no, i got to be in court at that time. And I was yeah. like, oh, I guess, yeah. I guess there are some things that are uh, yeah. have a higher priority than FUVFC. <laughs> Not many things, but there are a couple things. So today we'll talk about this... Uh, uh, Dembele transferred to Barcelona. They got their man. Well, maybe they didn't really get their man. Maybe Coutinho was their number one guy, but they've got their replacement for Neymar. A lot, a lot of money for him. I believe the fee was $110 million? Am I wrong? For, Dem- for Dembele. I think, uh, it was, I think it was 110 with like up to 40 in add-ons. Yeah. Okay, like 40 a lot add-ons. of add-ons. Yeah. Okay, so he's 19-year-old, very, uh, very... Uh, 105 yeah. plus add-ons. Yeah, okay, 105. I, I knew it was, it was around 110. I think I yeah. one one outlet reported it as 110, but he's young. He's electric. Dortmund obviously didn't want to give him up, but he's he's something that he's he forced, someone... He forced that trend. Oh, absolutely. He and, and, he that, could... and that much money for a guy that age, hard to turn down. Uh, oh, absolutely. You, you don't know if that's going to turn out well or not, but for Barcelona, I think this is a, it's a smart move for them because they are really hurting right now, and, it's, yeah. and we'll, we'll talk about that more. When we get into this segment, we'll also talk about another big potential transfer. This is the Sanchez for seventy million and Sterling trade. I thought, well, I guess you can call it a trade now because it, they're it's, adding it's in a, a player. Swap, yeah, yeah it's, a swap. it's a swap. Yeah, I've never really seen. I never would have expected. I thought it would have been at least a hundred mil. City would give. I, I mean, City's known for throwing out large sums of cash for people, but I'd never thought they would give up Sterling, considering Guardiola really, really likes him. He's gotten off to a bit of a slow start this season, but. Last season, I thought he was very good. Yeah, I thought he was very good last season, which is why that surprised me that it would be, because seventy million is still a lot. So yeah. seventy million plus Sterling feels like. I mean, what's Sterling's pretty young, so he's yeah, worth a lot. Work. He's, he's worth a lot, lot as he's well. How much? I think they paid like fifty. Yeah. They bu- they paid a lot they, for him. They shelled yeah. out a lot of cash for him, and, and I also and I think he's more valuable than he was when they shelled out the cash for him with the transfer market the way it is and the way he played last. Yeah, season. I think yeah. I think he's he's he, twenty two years old. Yeah. And I, how old is Sanchez? Twenty eight. Twenty eight. Yeah. I mean, Sanchez is far more proven at the internet, at the uh, at in a Champions League and in in the BPL. But and Guardiola does know Sanchez. That is I, true. Back so, from back from Barcelona. That is true. That that probably loops into the fact, links into the fact that he wants him right. at at uh, at Manchester City. We'll talk about another transfer that's just about completed. This one's more completed than the last one. Oxlade Chamberlain coming to Chelsea for thirty five million, which I think is a fantastic deal. Chelsea desperately needed a backup wing back and he can also play up front as well. He's all he also has a, a background in playing in attacking formations as well. So I think that I think this is a great move for Chelsea. The interesting thing about that to me about uh Ox leaving Arsenal is that 
there's o- there's always rumors with Arsenal about the the international players wanting to leave, like the guys, the Sanchez's, the Ozil's, and guys like that. But to see the English players, the English core of Arsenal interested in leaving, kind of signals uh, that there's they some probably re- should have moved flags. on. We will from we, Arsene Wenger. Yeah, and we'll talk about Arsenal as well. That's the biggest story of the weekend in the BPL. That four 0 drubbing from Liverpool. Oh. We'll talk about how how good Liverpool looked. We'll talk about Man United. They keep chugging along. They're the only. They're on top of the league with nine points right now. I believe they're the only team with nine points, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, they're the only team with nine points. Have not conceded a goal yet. They're ten. They've scored ten, conceded none, albeit against very weak competition. But they're they look looking good. very, they look, they look very strong. The Mourinho second season, man. It's it's he's someone <laughs> about real. that second season. It's very very real. His track helps. record. And also Lukaku also helps. Oh, <laughs> absolutely. And the fact that they have Ibrahimovic coming back in February, and the, he's at he's on their Champions League roster. So they they envision him having a major major I don't I you are smiling right now Rich you wanted him <laughs> to get that Champions League and I really hope he doesn't cuz I really don't want to hear uh, Manchester United fans blabber about the Champions League but he needs it it's his it's the only thing that he's missing I want him to have that only thing that he's missing just to keep his ego a little bit lower than it already is because if he if he if he wins everything that he could have I mean besides a World Cup obviously or anything right. international but that's Correct. hard because he plays he's, for he plays Sweden. Sweden yeah exactly yeah, he's not going to so yeah, we'll we'll also talk about Chelsea because you know I'm here. We'll talk about Spurs and how they can't win at Wembley because Christian's here, and I just love to just drop some points over the weekend. Obviously, obviously, just love to keep keep the pressure on him, just like just like Spurs did last season to Chelsea. I always love to keep the pressure on him. You know what I mean? And I like to keep the pressure on Daniel Levy, who has done oh, a terrible job this transfer window. I don't, yeah, a terrible job. We will we'll get more into that in a second. A very late winner, I believe, from Chris Wood, the new boy for Burnley. Yeah, so they... Trippier just got beat because they sold Kyle Walker <laughs> and didn't sign another right back. And you were, but you you can't complain about that because you said, oh, Trippier's just as good. This is well, going to be fine. I assume that they'd be signing another right back, and Trippier would be fine. Announce like, Serge Aurier. Already? Announce Serge Aurier <laughs> already, please. You really, guys, you really think you're getting Serge Aurier? You really yeah, think he's going to come uh, yeah, to Spurs? Uh, the only way he doesn't is if his work permit doesn't come through. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. I didn't know that that transfer it's, it's, was along. It's, it's that far along. Okay, all right, fair yeah. enough. That would be the first signing of the season, or no, second, second signing. signing. Second no, third. Signing. Who's third? who's the other they one? They signed some. They signed like a third keeper. Oh, well, that, <laughs> that doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. Second but, actual but noteworthy I, I do, signing. I do like the Sanchez signing though. Yeah, no, that is that is a solid signing. He's yeah. a young guy, someone who can who can grow in that Spurs team. And he then finally, Monaco, correct? Right? Ajax. Ajax. Yeah, he's Ajax. So they now have three starting center backs from Ajax. Yeah, with Vertonghen, and Alderweireld and Davidson Sanchez. Yeah, they all came from yeah. Ajax. You, we talked Pope. about that before a couple months ago, and then I was surprised that Alderweireld came from Ajax. I, I didn't he, realize that. He didn't that. come to Spurs directly from Ajax. He came from he came to Spurs from Atletico, but he started as he was youth gotcha. career at Ajax with Vertonghen. Gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. And then we'll finally we'll talk about the New York Derby between New York City FC and the Red Bulls. I one think one draw. Trying but... to call it the Hudson River Derby. Yeah, because it's not. Because it's not. I really think. I think. It's not really New I, York. NYCFC are trying to call it the Hudson River Derby to really emphasize the fact, <laughs> the fact that, that Red Bulls don't are not play New, New York. York. That is true. So I guess. I guess. All right. Fine. We'll call it the Hudson River Derby because <laughs> you're the NYCFC writer. So we'll give. We'll. We'll go along with that narrative and we'll say the Hudson River Derby one-one draw between the Red Bulls and NYCFC. We'll get your thoughts on it. Not an. Inc- it was. It was definitely an entertaining game. Nothing. Yeah. Too too crazy to talk about, but we'll definitely talk about it as we'll it is. It, it, two local teams mm-hmm. playing each other, and what has turned into a very interesting, uh, a very intriguing and very fun rivalry. I think I mean, the tifo that uh, the Red Bulls fans unfurled before the kickoff was just like, oh, like homeless homeless team, and it's just like trying to find because they have to play in East Hartford for a game this yeah. year, which is very bizarre because well, the Yankees the had Yankees a game had rescheduled. A, yeah. Yep, 
Mm-hmm. So obviously, if you're if you're the Red Bulls, you have to make fun of that. Of course, that. Yeah, yeah, you don't even you, you're to. playing second fiddle in your own stadium. I mean, that's a little embarrassing. So <laughs> we'll get we'll 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 talk about all of that and a little bit more. But we'll start off with this Dembele transfer. I'll start with you, Rich. Good money for good money spent for Barcelona. It was good money spent for Barcelona because they needed to replace Neymar, obviously. And you're not going to replace Neymar. Neymar is a one of a kind player. Dembele is very promising. I don't really see exactly how he's going to fit the same way Neymar did, but he's a young guy, and so with that, there's a lot of risk there. hes I didn't think he was that proven at Dortmund. I, I believe he scored like 10 goals or something like that. Yeah, I agree with you as well. And, I think he's a little too unproven. And for the $105 million, I personally feel that a lot of these transfers are getting way inflated. Like, the market is just... It's out of control. The prices... Like, some of these players are valued so high, and a lot of these guys aren't even proven yet. Mm-hmm. Like, $105 million for a guy who's 20 years old, who really had a, his only first pr- decent season last year, is a little wild. So, like, Neymar, when he when he came over to Barcelona, it, he was playing a couple years at uh, in Brazil, and he was tearing it up there, and he was, like, the next poster boy for Brazil coming up to the World Cup. So he was already essentially a proven player, just not overseas. Dembele played with Dortmund. They won what? They won the DFB Pokal, right? Yes, it, that's, yes. Yeah, that's what yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. So he's he's played at high competition level. It's It was the necessary move for Barcelona. That's pretty much what I took away from it. I don't think yeah. he's... I think they, they had to do something. They had to. And if they had to overspend for Usmane Dembele, fine because they have the money. And they so, they got I mean they got 260 million from the Neymar deal, so they've got yeah. they spent was it, two, was it fully 260 million? Yeah. I thought it was even I thought cuz his release clause was 225. 225 and I thought it was a little bit over 200 million. So right. they've yeah. invested over half of that but not all of it so they can still bring in a little bit more on reinforcements. They brought in Paulinho, you know, what, a, what an incredible deal <laughs> that was. He really made a huge impact in this first and, uh, game. They're they're trying they're trying for Coutinho, but I gotta respect Liverpool just standing firm and saying no way. No, I, I respect. I agree. That a I lot. I 100 percent agree with that as well. I think that Liverpool has gotten a lot of flack in recent years for kind of being a selling club, even though they are you know five times Champions League, 18 times league winners, nothing since the Premier League began, but 18 times league winners, and they sold Suarez very easily, even though they said, like, oh, we're not going to sell him because we want to take the next step as a club, and then they couldn't turn down that money from Barcelona, but this time they said no, and it's sad because I think Suarez is a far better player than Coutinho. If they were going to put their foot down, they should have put their foot down for Suarez because he is one of the world's top three strikers, and Coutinho is nowhere near the, one of the world's top three midfielders. He's not even top ten, in my opinion. Yeah, I, but I also think that goes into the inflated prices, too. That is true. So, like, Suarez is by far, like, that was that transfer was what? Three, four years ago? Was it? That was after the 2014 season. Yeah. Right. Okay. After they right. almost won the league. Correct. He left yeah, that, he right left after, that next season. During yeah. the World Cup, correct? Yes. Yeah. So the prices, price-wise back then, if Suarez was, was sold was today... That the, was that the highest transfer at that point? Because before that, the highest transfer had been um, Bale. Well, Bale, no, Bale, Bale no, was Bale, higher than him. Bale, Bale was higher than Suarez. Okay. Bale, was, Bale believe, was the summer before. Yeah, Bale's was, right. the, yeah, Bale's was higher than yeah, Suarez. Pa- Pogba broke the record yeah, Pogba broke both of them. last summer, and yes. then not Neymar obviously broke yeah. it this summer. Yeah. So, I definitely, Coutinho, they kept they kept their guy. They Liverpool were a different team without him last the year. Interesting, yeah. The interesting question that I have is, now that Coutinho is not going to go this summer, he's 
he's supposedly asking to be kept off of Liverpool's Champions League squad so that if he goes to Barcelona in January, he can play for them in the Champions League. Wow. If you're Klopp, do you just say, suck it up, too bad, you have to play? I 100% say that. Jurgen Klopp's not going to take that, that, kind of, that kind of garbage yeah. from Coutinho. He's I not I the type Jürgen of manager. He, he's not going to take that garbage from anybody. And look, they don't need him right they now. They look so good. They, look, they, looked, they looked fantastic in that match against Arsenal. I, I think... Yeah, they look that front. You know, that front three Sadio looks Mane, so deadly. Sadio Mane is incredible. He's probably the most underrated player I, in the league. I, I think. Agree. I think if I genuinely think if he keeps playing the way that he has, that he's got a shot at Player of the Year in the Premier League this season. Well, he's, wow, that's really. I mean, it's, it's August. You can't throw I, that out there. Just but yet. he's. But but he. The only reason that he struggled last year in terms of production is because he 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 was at Afcon right. And then he was hurt for a little bit, or else he would have been in that conversation. He wouldn't have won it, but he would have been in the conversation last and they, year. And they just—they did just move Afcon. If yeah, I'm not yes, mistaken. yeah. So it's not going to interfere it's with. It's not going to interfere season, again. Yes. So I think I think he's so talented, and he did he did a lot of damage to a lot of teams last season. Yeah, he, he beat, was Liverpool's best player yeah, when he went he, down. He they was were Liverpool's they crumbled. best player last yeah. season. And I think Liverpool are always are going to be a high scoring team all year. So if he's going to be their best player again this season, and they're going to score a ton of goals. I think he's he's got a real shot at it. So wrapping up our Dembele conversation, everybody thinks everybody here thinks that it is a good deal, a good money spent for Barcelona, the, especially ne- in this climate. The, necess- the yes. necessary deal. The necessary deal. And it was it was a good deal for Dortmund, too. I think I 100% agree with that as well. And You'll a great see, deal he, for Christian Pulisic. Yeah, oh, yeah that gives him yes. a lot more playing time as well. Absolutely. Maybe maybe we'll see him move at some point. That's, that's, another, that's he, a discussion for later, though. Correct. The only thing I'll say about that was he will decide on his future – Post 2018 World Cup. Okay, that's yeah, fair. And I think, Cup. yeah, well, that and that's going to be a huge, huge thing for him because if he takes that World Cup by storm, a la what Landon Donovan did back back in 2002, of really announced himself on the international stage. Yeah, I think you could see him making a, a, a make, big, a making jump. a move yeah. to a Wonders. big, big team for over 100 million, and that would be that would be great for football yeah, in the states would, and good yeah, for the great. American uh, influence over. I mean, uh, respective American American soccer, I guess. Yeah, yeah. abroad. All right, so we'll talk about uh, this Alexis Sanchez deal. I guess we can lump the Arsenal discussion in there as well because Alexis Sanchez posted that picture on Instagram of him kind of crouching down on the field, very upset, and that kind of summarizes his uh, feelings towards Arsene Wenger and the entire club right now. The deal out on the table, apparently, according to reports, is City is offering $70 million and Raheem Sterling for Alexis Sanchez. First of all, if you're Alexis Sanchez, do you want to leave Arsenal? In my opinion, I say yes. But do you want to go to Man City? In my opinion, what does a move to Man City do for him? I think he needs to. In my opinion, I really think he should leave England. I think he should leave England too. But I think at this point in the transfer window, he's willing to go to anybody that wants to sign him that's got a better chance of winning their league than Arsenal. And Manchester City objectively have a much better chance of winning the Premier League than Arsenal do. But if a team from another league that's got a good chance to win comes in and wants to buy him, then I then I would prefer that if I'm Alexis Sanchez, but it doesn't look like anybody is right now. Nobody's, nobody else is really making a push for him right now. I'm sure the people are behind the scenes, but like nothing like publicly has come out about people making a push for him. Well, he will be an expensive transfer. I mean, yeah, obviously he, it's it's what seventy million plus Raheem Sterling. Raheem Sterling is what valued at fifty, like around fifty million. And that's, 50 yeah, million? And that's in that's like three years ago, Correct. two or three years ago. So, so he's worth over about a hundred million in this market. And I yeah. would think he he is a he's a very promising player. He's still he's twenty two years old, so he he's still has a and he's English as well, which drives his price up yeah, for whatever right. reason. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think the whole like. They, like domestic, the domestic thing, yeah, speaking. exactly. But so yeah. people love to overpay for English players. John Stones <laughs> being an example. Yes, Manchester City. Yes, uh, well, Manchester and Kyle Walker. Yeah, that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that too. Yeah. So, I, 
if I'm Alexis Sanchez, I personally I'd go to Man City. I'm fine with it. I I if, think if my choices are Man City and Arsenal, yeah, right, take, exactly. But if he, he's he's a world class player, he could go to pretty much any team. I I would have him. I would rather go to Bayern Munich if I'm him rather than any English I, team. I just I don't see him going to Germany. I okay. just I don't. I feel like he's gonna either he'd stay in England or he'd go back to Spain. Okay, because yeah, because honestly, if Sanchez went back to Spain instead of Dembele, that, that might have been a decent decent move for them. Yeah, that so. It would have been a decent move for Sanchez and it would be a decent move for Barcelona. But if I'm Sanchez, I need I would need to leave Arsenal because that ship is sinking. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. It, it is a sinking ship with Arsene Wenger at the helm, yes. and he has no idea what he's doing. And that, I love it. That brings us to our next player, Oxlade-Chamberlain, basically just on his way to Chelsea at this point. Young player, came up through the Arsenal system. He's been with the team since 2011. I think it's it's this is gonna really this is gonna be the one that hurts the Arsenal fans in my opinion. He's a he's an Arsenal guy through and through, but even he knows it's time for him to go. And I'm thrilled as a Chelsea fan with this transfer. We need he can play on the right side, so he can fill in for Victor Moses. He can play on the left side if needed, so he can fill in for um for Marcus Alonso. But that wingback role is so incredibly important in Conte's three four three, and d- just having those two guys playing with games in the Champions League, in the League, in the League Cup, in the FA Cup. they Chelsea needed more bodies, and this is one yeah. step closer to getting an, the, the, the amount of bodies that Chelsea needs to really challenge for multiple trophies this season, which I think Antonio Conte can do and wants to do. And in this transfer market, what is it, what is it rumored, 35? That's, yeah, 35. That's, that is, that's, that's great. Solid. That is a very, Especially considering yeah. there's the English tax with Oxley Chairman <laughs> being English. Yeah. Like that's that's a pretty good bit of business for Chelsea. I, I, I would agree that's with a, that. That's a bargain. Oxley Chamberlain is I th- one in like beast of a of a human being. Be- yeah. I mean, the guy is huge. He's fast. He's a winger. He can score. I mean, and he can play up front as well. Exactly. It, so he's a very Conte can play player. him. Conte can play him as right winger in the in the front three trident. He can play him in in. He can honestly play him in the midfield if he yeah. wants to. He played a little bit of midfield last yeah. year for Arsenal. Absolutely. So and for Arsenal on Arsenal's speak, I was. Thinking last year, Walcott, Oxley, Chamberlain. If you had to keep one of them, obviously Arsenal at this point are keeping Walcott. I, 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 I prefer Oxley. I prefer yeah, the Ox. I, yeah, I, 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 you, I, agree, I, you agree? Absolutely, I, I do agree with that. Walcott. I, I feel like he's just one dimensional. He's just got yeah. pace, he's, and that's he's about just speed. it. Yeah. Yeah, he's just exactly. speed. Where Ox is, he's got speed. He's got power. He's play a lot of different he's, positions. He's exactly. He's strong on the ball. Yeah, Ox can play pretty much anywhere except de- defender. He can play yeah, anywhere correct. in yeah. the front six, and that's and that's something that's really and, really valuable and something that Chelsea really need. And Walcott's much older than. I mean, not much older. I mean, he's yeah, 20, right. twenty-eight. Walcott's not young Walcott's like twenty-eight. Yeah, with with a with a torn ACL. Yeah, so it's not good. Not good. For and a guy who who's built his career off of pace, it's yeah. no, it's, it's it's not good. And yeah, no, it's I, not I think good at all. I think this is an incredible deal for Chelsea. I I hope it, I honestly hope it goes through because Arsenal have a lot lot to do this this I think this coming summer to be honest because they got to look that themselves in the mirror and they've got to they've got a lot to do coming up in the next couple of weeks. I mean, if they lose, I don't know what their next game is, but if they lose this game, I believe it's a home game. If they lose this game. There, you could. You're really going to see a lot of a lot of issues within the fans, within the players. There might be a full on revolt, and it's going to get real ugly. Can you? I can't believe that they gave him another two year contract. It's just, 
It's just such poor management, and it, it, it's the same story every single time. They win the FA Cup, and everybody's happy for three days. They give them the two-year contract, and everybody goes, wait a second, we still, we're still going to have the same problems. And they didn't even start Lacazette in the last game. <laughs> that made no sense to me. They paid that much money for a quality, quality striker, and then even when they do bring him on in the 70th minute, he's playing left wing. He's a center forward. What? That, it's when Arsene the fans Vegas. can actively second-guess a manager... When he deserves and, to and be second guess, right. when he deserves to be second guess, then you've got real issues because he's yeah. just doing stupid things at this point, yeah. and it just it, it, things that just just don't make sense. Do you think he wants to be fired? Is that is that what he's trying to do? Oh, he's no, trying to force himself out. He's, he's just lost it. Is yeah. what he has. He 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 thinks he's hearing all the criticism, and he thinks he's smarter than everybody yep. else. So he's doing basically the opposite of what everyone thinks he should do. He's trying to be Mourinho. Yeah, he's tra- he's trying by, to be like this enigmatic genius yeah. when he's really not that. Smart. He his <laughs> peak was fifteen years ago, and he's yeah. kind of ridden off the coattails of that O three season for the longest time. And it's, it was invincible. Time, time, time is really next, it's coming up. Arsenal's next league game after the uh, international, international break, break that's is right. home to Bournemouth. Okay, but then they go to Stamford Bridge the week after that. Really? That's yeah. that soon? Wow, yeah. that could be a real bloodbath yeah. at that point. That w- They've got to. That that's that might be the game where things really that that might be the. If they get another three four nil defeat. Oh. That might be rock bottom. That's at Stamford Bridge as well. Yeah. That's that I'm smelling blood in the water right <laughs> yeah. now. That's oh, yeah. and that that's oh, yeah. just about the perfect amount of time because there's still room for them to go down. Yeah, and but there's and not got much their more first room. Europa if, League game coming up soon too. Yeah, Europa League. I think they. I I if they might miss Europe. What do you mean? Next, like oh one hundred. Oh, oh, oh yeah. they, if they With, keep going like this, oh. absolutely. If they don't fire Wenger, they're gonna they're gonna finish like eighth this season. Yeah. They're going to have a season that Chelsea had two seasons. Yeah. All right, how, all right. So, do we all we all think that Arsene Wenger is going to is going to be fired? Yes. I don't. I really don't think they have the guts to do it. Really, I really I, don't think I they don't, do. Yeah, I really don't think. That I they think do. that the club is just so poorly run that they won't do it. Yeah, I think that the only way he leaves is if he says, uh, "I can't do this anymore." The only way he leaves right. is if he quits. Yeah, I, yeah. I'm, if he I'm, quits. Hit, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna hit this with a timestamp within the next month. You think he's gonna get fired? He'll be fired. If, wow. If no, that's 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 fair. That. With the way things but are I going, just, I just don't the, trust Arsenal management enough. Yeah, well, he I, should be, but I think Arsenal is too incompetent as a franchise. But I, but the, here's the thing: Club, I, I whatever, think, I whatever. Think the players, <laughs> I'm American. I'm yeah, American. exactly. <laughs> the, the players themselves, I, they're not happy. I mean, no, oh, Alexis oh, yeah. supposed to leave. I Messi, I saw Messi Ozil post. He posted uh, a uh, something thing on, on social, Instagram. Yeah, yeah, on social media, and he was. Just He's like, I know, I know, you guys are upset. We're upset too. We got to be able to fix this. But like, yeah, if you would stop ghosting in big games, maybe right. you'd be able to fix that. <laughs> Ozo might be the most overrated player in the Premier League. That's that's a discussion for another day. We'll get into a little bit more talk about the BPL. Let's start with Man United. They're at the top of the league. Ten goals scored, none conceded. They're the only team on nine points this season. Mourinho's second season. I said that in the preview. I didn't think they were going to win, but I knew they were going to be a real title contender because Mourinho's track record is so good in his second season. You guys, I don't think either of you guys, did you guys, either you guys have United winning the league? I had them in second. I had, I had City. Okay. So you are. what would it take for you to believe for this, believe this United team could win the league? I For them to beat a top quality a top level, like a top four team, and beat them good. Like, give okay. them a thrashing. Like, yeah, that's fair. Like Liver- what Liverpool just did to Arsenal. Obviously, Arsenal. Yeah. You it, would but, need that for them to, for you to believe for them to be it, I, a real title contending. I, no, I, I, no, I believe I already that believe they're it, title contending, yeah. but for me to say... They're that, the favorites. Yeah. Okay, I that's fair. That. And I, I would agree with I, that. I, I don't believe that there is any true favorite this season. 
I, everyone has kind of been the top teams have been a little shaky besides Man United. Man United, but Man United hasn't played a true yeah, so contender yet. So they, yeah, exactly. so they won. So. 4-0 at home to West Ham. Who four, are terrible this 4-0 season. 4-0 on the road to Swansea, who are also terrible. Also terrible. And then 2-0 at home to Leicester. Yeah, exactly. And they gave they, they gave up four goals and they, to they don't, they don't Arsenal. And they don't have a game against the top team for a while. Their next game is Stoke and then Everton, who have improved. But yes, they're but they're, still not, they're still not a top team. And then they play Southampton and then Crystal Palace. And then their first real game against tough competition is until October 14th when they have to go to Anfield. Wow. That's a very long time. So they, could, yeah. I could see them winning every single one of those games and I, having a perfect then, record going into that. Then game. they have a tough stretch because they go to Anfield, then they come home to Spurs, and then they go to Stamford Bridge. Okay, that's a very, a that's row. a very tough, yeah. tough stretch there. So that that will that will be very, very telling, and we'll we'll obviously yeah, talk about be that telling. at length. So I think so. I'm October. gonna so I'm gonna officially say that that's when I'll decide on Chelsea or not Chelsea, but Manchester, Manchester United, United. That stretch because yeah. they'll probably roll through all these crap teams that they play before they get have to go to Anfield. Let's move over to the MLS now. We've got about five minutes left in the show. Christian, you watched the Hudson River Derby. I'm going to call it River that Derby. from now on. We're, you call, watch the Hudson River Derby between uh, City and the Red Bulls at Red Bull Arena. Great mm-hmm. arena. Always a great atmosphere to watch, especially at uh, during a rivalry game. Your thoughts on the match, your biggest takeaway? My thoughts on the match were that um, it was kind of exactly what I expected. Um, Red Bulls had most of the possession. And more shots, definitely more shots. Uh, if I pull it up here, yeah, 21 shots to nine. Yeah. Um, 61% possession, um, which is exactly what I expected. But also, like I expected, the more talented team came through and pulled out a draw, NYCFC. Clearly the more talented team than Red Bulls. Um, they've been great all season, second in the East. Um, I think I think it was exactly as I expected it, like I said. When NYCFC go on the road and they have to play in a on a bigger pitch since they're so used to playing on that teeny tiny pitch at Yankee Stadium, when they have to play on a bigger pitch, they're they're confident enough in their talent to let the other team possess the ball and that they'll they'll be talented enough to score when they get the chances. And that's what Maxi Morales did. He scored a great goal, a great team build up goal. Um and then the goal that they conceded was a was a penalty. It was a good call, tough tough play. Sometimes that happens. And Maybe they should have gotten a penalty late. Some people are complaining about that, but Red Bulls also probably should have gotten a penalty like in the 48th minute. Exactly. Or so. So, so it balanced. It, out. it all yeah. washed out in the end. A draw is a fair result. Red Bulls were playing better. NYCFC are more talented. So probably a, uh, ultimately a fair result. I would 100 percent agree yeah. with that. I thought I, I watched the first half of the game. I thought NY uh, the Red Bulls definitely looked, did look like the better team. I thought they deserved to have a lot more goals. I believe, it, was it nil-nil at half, or were they... Were... It, was, it was nil-nil at half. Okay, I, I thought Maxi they... Maxi Morales' least... goal was in the 56th minute. Okay, I, I, I was watching the game, and I thought the Red Bulls really should have had at least a couple goals here. I thought they had a couple really, really good chances. They hit the, they hit the post and the bar? And... Yeah, yeah, they, they, hit, they hit the bar... They hit the bar. They hit the crossbar at the start of the second half, hit the post and towards the end of the first half. Yeah, they had they had some chances that no, they should have finished. No, it definitely had some chances. But... but um, NYCFC have been in such good form. I mean, they've won four of their last five, including a win at home against uh, Red Bulls, which which was an electric game. That yeah. was a great game, three two. That was a great game. That was a great I, game. Like I think this year is the year that you've seen just how talented this roster is, and I think 
Patrick Vieira has come into his own. He's a very good manager. David Villa, first call up to the Spain national team yeah, in a very long time. They're yeah. really that's a huge, not just a huge thing for him, but a huge thing for MLS. I mean, yeah, once that's they, huge. When, once players went to MLS, they were done from international soccer. I mean, even it, happens they didn't, with, it happens with Giovinco. Yeah, he's he's, he's been he's been playing well over here, and I think I think that's gonna at least spark some Open thought for other international managers to come here and be like, this is real. Like, yeah. yeah, the MLS is actually yeah. a league to be considering. To call up international players. Yeah, yeah I mean, for for now, it's only going to be the very top level talent in MLS who gets called up, like Via. But still, it's very big, and I think I think NYCFC have just been so talented all season. I mean, they're not going to be able to catch Toronto, but nobody else is going to catch them for second in the East. So I think, yeah, I'm I'm very confident that NYCFC that Vieira's gotten his feet under him as a manager. It took I took him a couple years, but I think he really is confident in what he's doing. He always knew what he was doing, but he wasn't as confident in his instincts before. Yeah, right. Now he's confident. Like even like after a game when you're going down to the press conference and you see him walking in, he's just more confident. Like I went to a game last season and he he walked into the press conference room. He was a little down. It was a draw. It was a tough draw. But then I came. I would. I was at a game earlier to see that NYCFC lost. They got blown out by. Um, I forget who it was. I think it was Orlando. And he's still swaggering into the conference room because he knew what he was doing. He yep. was confident in what he was doing. Even though they lost, he was sticking to his plan and he knew what he was doing. And that's so. a very, very important thing yeah. to notice, Christian. All right, we got a couple minutes left. I just want to ask you one question, Christian. Is this Wembley curse real? What is what is okay. the, they dropped more points at Wembley. <laughs> okay. They've dropped more points at home this season than they did all last season. All last season. And it's it's some is something wrong? How worried are you about this? Uh I don't think it's the Wembley curse. I think it's the Daniel Levy curse. Um, I think Daniel Levy did d- just didn't have a backup plan after he sold Kyle Walker, and he he got they got exposed. They've got been exposed at the wing back. Ben Davies isn't good enough. Kieran Trippi is not good enough. Um, but hopefully, Danny Rose will come back healthy. Hopefully, Serge Aurier gets a work permit, and I think they'll. I think they will be okay. I, they just need one result. They just need one win to break through yeah, at Wembley. That's fair. And then I think they'll be fine. But for now, it's for now it's concerning, but I don't think it's a long-term concern. So Christian Hopeman isn't concerned. Spurs fans, if, if you're concerned, please let us know. Send us an email at some point. No, and don't we'll let maybe, us know. Don't, don't, or, or, you know what, don't let us know. Just tweet at me. I'll, I'll make sure everything's okay. At choban 97 tweet at him and, and uh, let him know how you feel, Spurs fans. This is FUVFC, and we'll see you next week.